In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about priests and temples, so sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. My name is Travis, your host with me today is Pastor James, and today we are continuing our discussion on worship, and we're diving a little bit more into um, priests and temples. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this video, uh, we started off talking pretty specifically about why we sing in church. That was yeah. last week's episode, and we're kind of continuing on in that thread of looking at the Old Testament uh-huh. Uh, vehicle of of worship and and the responsibility of the the, the priests and the temples and it's a very central um, component to yeah. the whole story really and what that looks like for us today because we don't really have that today yeah. so so what does that mean for us today so um, before we kind of dive into today's discussion I wonder yeah. if you might kind of uh, give a quick recap and maybe the big idea from uh, the message uh, for anyone who may have missed it yeah yeah perfect so. Um, you know, any time we we talk about worship, one of the things that would have been um, again incredibly familiar to um, to n- not just the the Jews that um, these first century uh, disciples and uh, apostles were were speaking to, but also to the to the Gentiles that were in that area. Um, but one of the things that would have been very familiar regarding worship was uh, was the temple. This mm-hmm. idea of this physical place that they would yeah. go and that they would uh, they would worship and they would see all of these different things. And so when you when you read through, um, we we looked yesterday at Paul's uh, writing to the church at Corinth, but we also looked at Peter. Uh, we also uh, looked at a little bit of John's writings from Revelation, um, and they they all talk about priest and temple, but mm-hmm. they don't talk about it uh, in the Old Testament way. Uh, they mm-hmm. talk about it from this uh, this New Testament perspective that uh, the temple is no longer a, a physical building, but uh, that we have become the temple, um, and and the the priests are no longer um, confined to uh, kind of this Levitical genealogy, yeah. but um, that we all become priests um, in the temple of in the temple of the Lord. And so uh, we we just talked about what does that what does that look like? What does that mean for us um, as it pertains to our worship? Yeah, and I love that it starts with <clears throat> Jesus. And Jesus said to the to the Samaritan woman, you know, the Father is looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in and truth. truth. And yeah. and the argument that was that the kind of the context of that conversation yeah. was the Samaritan woman was saying, well, you Jews say that you know you worship God yeah. over here. We say we worship Him over here. And Jesus said, well. The time is coming and is now here that the Father's looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and truth. Yeah, yeah. And then to, like you said, Paul, Peter, continuing that further and saying, now you are the yeah. temple. The church yeah. are the temple of God. Where yeah. That place where God dwells, His presence mm-hmm. dwells. It's not just this religious ceremony of sacrifices, incense, you know, yeah. the showbread and all these things. And, and I love just that in, in every way... The Old Testament was a shadow mm-hmm. of things to come, of of Jesus as the fulfillment of all these things, and yet it, God never like did away with these things. Yeah. It's just like no, this is the way that it really is ought to be. It really is meant to be this way, and and I just love that this is another example of something that was a shadow. Yeah, it wasn't done away with, and, and Jesus said the same thing with the law. He didn't yeah. come to abolish the law, but, but to, to fulfill fulfill it, yeah. and. God just carries it through, yeah. and, and now we see that um, you know we are the the, the living temples, yeah. uh, living stones, yeah. uh, as as Peter yeah. puts it. And it's just a beautiful thing um, that I think, unfortunately, kind of gets maybe overlooked a little bit because yeah. you know, for, to varying degrees, we don't 
uh, quite uh, emphasize the Old Testament temple and the Old Testament uh, model of worship. Um, you know, but to, to see that it really does have significant relevance and impact yeah. for us today. It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. So uh, I guess one of the questions that I had, uh, you know, and kind of reflecting on your, your message yesterday was, you know, you had in the Old Testament, you had the tabernacle. That's mm-hmm. kind of where it really started this physical temple mm-hmm. um, with Moses and the Israelites coming out of Egypt, wandering in the wilderness. And you had the tabernacle. Then it, it morphed into the physical building. You mm-hmm. had, you know, David wanting to build the temple. Yeah. God said, it's not going to be you, but Solomon building the temple. And it came became this physical mm-hmm. building. And then the temple was destroyed, and now God is saying, we are his temple. So why, why do you think God shifted away from a physical building to our bodies being the temple? Yeah, I, th- I think you got to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, the original intent was that God would dwell with his people. Yeah. So when you when you look at the garden before there was sin before any of these things everything was consecrated before God the 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 heavens display His majesty yeah you, know, you can see all of those beautiful things regarding uh, regarding nature and mm-hmm. um, all of these things and how they were created to um, to worship and to glorify God and and we were created um, in the same way in fact the Bible says that we were created in in God's image mm-hmm. uh, male and female He created them and so. Um, um, we were we were always meant to be a um, a representation a reflection yeah. um, of him to the world around us and so um, when sin comes into the garden <clears throat> through Adam and Eve um, it causes a separation yeah. there's there's a um, God because he is because he is righteous and he is holy um, he cannot be um, in in relationship with with sin and with death and so um there there was this separation and so in an effort to rebuild a relationship god said i need you to set aside a place for me that is that is consecrated set aside a place that is holy and i will come and i will meet you in that place and so there were all of these there were all of these guidelines in the old yeah. testament as to what was required for someone to be able to go and the, and the bible was very clear that if you if you defiled that you would die yeah. And so like this was a very this was a very serious thing. Yeah, and yeah. so if the if the priest went in and he um and he was not consecrated um and and sanctified um he would die. Yeah. And so there was there was all of this still separation and so the people were in they were in need of someone to go in on their behalf that was that was consecrated someone that had gone through all of these things and then that person would meet with God and then he would come out and he would share with the people what mm. what what God would do and yet um, it remained this very very holy place in fact the bible um, tells us that uh, it was behind a veil and yeah. so um, there was there was this um, there was this complicated relationship in yeah. many ways with God all through the Old Testament, and that He desired to have a relationship with His people, and there and His people for 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 the most part desired to have a relationship with Him. Right. I mean, they would reject Him and go into exile, and then repent and come back, and and so we see this very complicated relationship throughout the Old Testament that they could never um, sacrifice enough, they could never do enough in order to. Um, be in a full relationship with him. So Jesus comes as our great high priest and as the sacrifice. Yeah. 
And he, um, at the end of his life, he talks about himself as, um, he, he says these words, um, the, the, the temple will be destroyed and it will be rebuilt in three days. And mm-hmm. he's talking about him. He, he is the, um, he, he possesses the, the full spirit of God. And so um, something very interesting happens when Jesus dies. It says that the veil in the temple is torn. Yeah. Um, it's this beautiful symbolism that God is no longer um, restricted to a place. And so the veil is torn from the top to the bottom, yeah. and it allows God's presence to come out. So what changes? That's the question. Well, in order to, um, in order to have a relationship with God um, or to be in the presence of God in the Old Testament, um, sacrifices had to be made, mm-hmm. um, cleansings had to be done, all of these processes had to be go through, and then it was only good for a period of time. It had to. It was something that had to constantly be redone, and so it was. It was impossible for for all of the people in Israel to 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 be able to do all of these things, the ritual yeah. cleansings and washings and sacrifices and all of these things that had to be done. And so Jesus comes as the ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. and it says that he gives us his righteousness. Yeah. And so he he pays the price. He becomes the ultimate sacrifice for us that anyone who would receive him mm-hmm. would 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 come come in under his his covering, he would he would receive them as his own, and so all of a sudden, this very very sacred place that required all of these sacrifices and cleansings and everything else, the that was the requirement to be in relationship with God. And so when Jesus comes and satisfies that, mm-hmm. he says that we can come in under Him, yep. under His sacrifice, and then we get to be the the temple the the place that and again the temple we we think of the physical building the temple was just the place where god dwelt yeah and so it, it wasn't that it was this physical they they called the physical place where god dwelt at the temple sure but really what it was it it, it could have been anything that <laughs> the place that god's presence dwelt yeah. Um, but God was very specific about how he wanted it to look. And so um, when Jesus paid that ultimate price, when we come under him, mm-hmm. when we make him Lord of our life, he brings us into yeah. his righteousness so that we can then become the dwelling place of the Most High. Yeah, yeah. We we clothe ourselves with Christ is how yeah. the Bible puts it. And we put yeah. on that righteousness, those robes of righteousness. Which, which is yeah. which which is why those outside of the kingdom of God cannot have the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't been purified. They right. haven't been cleansed. Right. And and that's the beautiful thing about salvation is that salvation salvation cleanses us yeah. from our sin, cleanses us from our unrighteousness, so that we can become that dwelling place place. Now, the the beautiful thing is that God's Word ends the same way that God's Word begins Mm -hmm. when it talks about heaven and all of these different things, that God will create a new heaven and Mm -hmm. a new earth. Yeah. And and when he refers to us, when we come into when we come into Christianity, when we come into a relationship with Jesus, we become a new creation. That's yeah. what allows us to possess the presence of God. And so when God at the very end comes and redeems, sends his son back, he redeems heaven and earth. He creates a new heaven and a new earth. Yep. All of a sudden now, the 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 end result looks very much like the beginning result. Yeah. Um, Eden becomes our new reality, and God dwells amongst 
his people. There's yeah. no separation right. anymore in these things. And so in the meantime, we get to be the temple of God that everywhere that we would go, mm-hmm. the, the dwelling place of God would go with yeah. us. Yeah. So, well, and that's what I was just thinking about it. You know, it's listening to you kind of share. I was, I was thinking about how beautiful it is where, you know, in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. you had this mobile, um, temple, right? Yeah. Oh, just for yeah. lack of a better, we'll, yeah. we'll call it yeah. that, right? So you have this mobile temple where the presence of God went wherever the mm-hmm. people went. Yeah. And now it's like, we, we're, we're almost in a, in a way kind of going back to that, that yeah. we can carry the presence of God with us wherever we go because yeah. of what Jesus did. Yeah. Um, and, and for those of you watching uh, or listening, the book of Hebrews is a really great yeah. book to, to sort of link a lot of the Old Testament sacrifices and really how amazing um, Jesus' sacrifice was in light of the Old Testament um, kind of rituals and, and uh, particularly when it comes to the sacrifices and what we get to enjoy now because yeah. of what Jesus did. But uh, my point is that now we get to enjoy that freedom. We mm-hmm. have that free access because of what Jesus did. And now we can take the presence of God wherever we go. Yeah. And we have that freedom of access, right? Even in Hebrews, it says we can approach mm-hmm. the throne of grace or the throne of mercy and receive yeah. that in yeah. times of need. And, and it's just such an amazing um, privilege to have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, you referred to Eden, mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden, being the place where heaven and earth met. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of sin, that that was separated. And now we have that opportunity where the divine and the mortal mm-hmm. intertwine and meet yeah. in, right within us. And you, you talked about how idolatry mm-hmm. really was a problem in the Old Testament. Yeah. And it caused more separation that the temple was supposed to be where man could meet with God. Mm-hmm. And then the priest could also uh, relay uh, what God was saying to the people. Yeah. So how do you see that in today's world, in, to, yeah. in our context, whether it's you know, a Western context or a New Testament covenant kind of a context? And knowing that we have the opportunity to give the world around us a taste of what it's like mm-hmm. to be in God's presence because we have that, we, we are that living temple. Yeah. How should that change the way we live? Yeah. And how would that change our, our, our mentality and our, you know, not to say that we can be perfect, but how should that change the way we, we, we carry ourselves and we look yeah. at ourselves knowing that we are priests <clears throat> yeah. of this temple and we yeah. have the opportunity to, to bring the presence of God wherever we go to the world around us. Say, you can have this too. Yeah. Um, how, how should that change the way we live? Well, I, so it, if, you, if you haven't read 1 Kings chapter 6 and 7, I would encourage you to go do it. Um, it, it really is just a list. It's, it's mm-hmm. a list of how the temple was to be constructed. Yeah. But then um, chapter 7 talks about all of the um, uh, adornments of the temple, like how they, yeah. uh, they, they bring in this guy, and he, he does all of these uh, beautiful, beautiful adornments of the temple. And we look at it, and we, um, it, 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 can, it can look excessive. It can look all these things. But it was very specific. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you look at all of the requirements of the priest and how they were to worship in the temple, it really it's a it's a very humbling thing when you consider um, how committed they were to their worship mm-hmm. 
and everything that they did was worship. Like we're not just talking about singing. Singing was a part of it. Like you right. enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. There were there were priestly choirs that were that were singing, and and so much of the psalms was uh, a result of of these things. And so you you see all of this. You see all of this beauty in it. But really, it was it was more than just beauty. It was reverence. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how the priest cared for the temple, mm-hmm. it really gives a very clear picture of how we're supposed to care for yeah. the temple that that, uh, that that we are. Yeah. Do you not know mm-hmm. that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit? And when you look at how um, with 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 this meticulous, um, intentional care that they applied to the temple and what they would not allow in and what they wouldn't. Even when you look at there, if you go back and you read about the sacrifices that were acceptable and the sacrifices that were unacceptable, right. they, they they didn't just get to sacrifice anything. They couldn't yeah. just bring whatever they wanted in. In fact, um, the very first uh, the very first uh, story in, in Scripture, Cain and Abel, the very first murder, mm-hmm. yep. was because... Abel offered a sacrifice that was acceptable, and Cain offered what he wanted. Right, and 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 sometimes these these idols in our life is is us is us giving to God what we want, mm-hmm. but not what He requires. Right. Right. And so we we take we take God's word and we we manipulate God's word to to say what we want yeah. instead of to say what God intended. Yeah, and and. We can we can all of a sudden become so consumed with giving to God what we prefer, giving to God what we what we want, instead of giving to God what He requires. Yeah. That um, it leads to to temples that are that are not a good reflection. I mean, look around, look at look yeah. at how God's word has been, um, gosh, for lack of a better term, adulterated. Mm-hmm. By many quote unquote Christians yeah. in this world that say, "Well, this is what God's word says," and you look at it and you go, "That's not at all what God's word says." Right? You're 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 making God's word say what you want, and and so what you're doing is you're saying, "My preferences, my desires, are more valuable to me than God." Yeah. And so we allow our comfort, our preferences, to become idols in our life mm-hmm. that are not submitted to the real heart of God. And and just going back and looking at the way that the priest ministered in the temple, it should humble us about right. how we treat our own uh, temple and how we minister yeah. in that place. Yeah, there was a real order to it. I think Very that's much. the word that comes to it. And, and it, the, some of the dichotomies in, in Scripture that I find just, I, I think, are just mysteries that we won't fully understand because we have, we have this freedom mm-hmm. to worship God but at the same time, there's still order to it. Yeah. It's not like God just said, come to me however you want. Like yeah. There was an order to it. I mean, when you mentioned, and this has been one of my favorite verses just growing up, you know, in Psalm 100, enter in his presence with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Yeah. That hasn't changed. I, I yeah. believe personally yeah. that no. there should be this praise and this thanksgiving when we come into God's yeah. presence. Yeah, how we enter matters. Absolutely. Like it, really, it really does matter. And we don't just get to... Um, we we assume I think too much, yeah. um, and and we assume things that we don't have to assume. Yeah, God's word actually gives us a tremendous amount of clarity regarding these things, but we we kind of treat it how we want mm-hmm. to, and 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 God's word actually says 
do things this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just have seen it in my own life to where if I will, no surprise, do it the way God designed yeah. it, you know, yeah. you, you really do reap the full blessings yeah. and, and of that presence. And again, I keep going back to worship. We talk about worship. It's not just some um, ritual that we do mm-hmm. as a part of our Sunday services. Um, it really is about the presence of God. Yeah. That's what it's really about. And you mentioned that earlier on in our in our conversation about God wants to dwell with his people. Yeah. That's the desire of God's heart is to be with his people. Yeah. And if we will humble ourselves and yield ourselves to his way of doing things, mm-hmm we can really experience that full fullness of his presence yeah. um, and, and all of the the blessings and benefits that come, come along with that. It's yeah. all about the presence. So if someone's, you know, watching this or yeah. listening to this and they're saying, how can I begin to apply this in my life? I yeah. mean, I want to worship God the right way. I want to be a, a good, a good priest, whether that's of my body, of my life, of my home, of my family, my finances, my work, my whatever, yeah. how can I begin to apply these these truths these principles into my life how would you encourage someone to do that uh, i would begin um with how we approach the father yeah. um how how thankful enter into his gates with thanksgiving um mm-hmm. i would begin every day by acknowledging the things that you're thankful for um before the lord um and and some days that's not it has nothing to do with my circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Jesus died for us, um, you know, even in the midst of great difficulty, his His presence and his promises that, that he's never going to leave us. Um, and enter his courts with praise. If you don't have a, um, a, 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 a personal habit of worship in your life, of, of singing the praises of God, I would encourage you, you know, find a good Pandora station, mm-hmm. um, kick on the radio to, you know, some Christian station and, and find yourself every day singing the praises of, of the Lord. I think from that, we, we begin, um, by examining our temple, um, looking at our own life. And, um, this is, this is, it's not just the dwelling place of God's presence. It's the meeting place for those who are outside of God's presence. And so, all of those Israelites would they would come to the they would come to the tabernacle they would come to the temple in order to uh, experience and engage in God's presence, and 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 that means that that we need to we need to deal rightly with our own temple. Mm-hmm. And if there's idols in that temple that we have uh, hung on to, um, if we have uh, not cared for the temple the way that we should, the Bible says that we were created in God's image yeah. and that we are to reflect that image. And um, and if there are if there are things in our life that are not reflecting the image of God, um, we need to deal with those things. Right. And then as it as it comes to being a minister, a priest in that place, um, how do we the, the 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 priest was the one that stood between God and the people. Um, right. He was the one who administered sacrifices, who would intercede on other people's behalf. He was the one who would come out and pronounce blessing um, on uh, on the the people of God, and and to recognize that we have all the same responsibilities yeah. um, to pronounce blessing. We actually have the ability to bless those around us. Um, one of my uh, one of my favorite things to do as a father is to uh, is to pronounce blessings over my wife and my children. Um, I, I love getting to pray for my kids before they go to school every day, and 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 I'm not just praying for their day; I'm pronouncing a blessing over them. I love to be able to uh, do the same uh, for my wife, and I, I love to do the same over my home. 
but I also love the ability to do that uh, to people that that I meet, that the mm-hmm. Lord would put on my heart for things. Um, but then to intercede right. um, and to really be able to pray on behalf of uh, of another yeah. and um, and to recognize that we are called um, to these things in in the kingdom of God and just to encourage you uh, you're not you're not doing it based upon your own righteousness you're mm-hmm. doing it based upon the righteousness of Christ um, right. who lives in you um, and that's a that's a whole nother conversation in and of itself. This is like a lot of sermons kind of <laughs> packaged right. into this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, it's not just for the professional ministers, no, right? No, like this we're is, all called to be yeah. priests and temples. It, it's such yeah. a, an amazing, it's a responsibility, it sure, is. but it's, yeah. but it's really an amazing privilege. I mean, I can think of all the times that I've had the privilege, the privilege to pray for people. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, and it doesn't take much to, to, to really, bless someone and you know make a difference in someone's yeah. life simply by saying hey, can i pray for you yeah and and how open and willing people are to receive that it's yeah. really an amazing thing yeah. so thank you so much for taking some time out yeah. of your day to share and thank you for taking some time out of your day to, to to join us for another episode of monday moments uh as always please let us know if you enjoyed this uh this episode and let us know in the comments or by sending us an email um however you can we always love to hear back from you Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.